I'm Ingrid Delamar Kenny. I'm the CEO and founder of The Method. She's also my wife and she's the smartest woman I've ever met. First of all, she's my mom and she's really cool. She's all that and she's a superhero. Never mind CEO, she's gangster. This is the Pardon My French podcast. On this episode, you'll hear about wellness, fitness, Frenchism, and lifestyle, a Trey fucking chic gangster podcast. Hosted by fitness and wellness French hedonism guru and creator of The Method, The Body, yours truly, Ingrid Delamar Kenny, live from Monte Carlo, Monaco. On this show, you'll find a mix of audio entertainment, including listener and audience questions answered about health wellness, lifestyle, family, and relationships, and my French holistic tips to be healthy, have your best body, and transform both your body and your mindset into the happiest ever, as well as living la belle vie lifestyle like a chic French gangster. And welcome to Pardon My French, episode 16. I am Ingrid Delamar Kenny, and I am your host, as always, live from Monaco. Today, we are talking about mental health and how it is correlated with your gut. I've been speaking to you so much about gut health, but I've also been speaking to you so much about cortisol levels. You guys are such smart cookies. You've made the correlation, and you've been asking me, could my stress and my anxiety be the reason I'm gaining weight? Yes and no. The reason why I'm saying this is now that you've been so educated on cortisol levels, you are thinking that your anxiety is responsible for your weight gain. And you are right. But there is more to it behind that. When I explain cortisol levels being high and possibly causing insulin resistance and gain and weight gain, I also explain that some of that stress that causes cortisol levels to go up can come from digestive issues. Now, you need to know that a lot of the issues, health issues you may be experiencing come from your gut. That being said, let's talk about insanity. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And so I feel exactly the same way about dieting. Insanity is dieting over and over and expecting different results. I repeat, insanity is dieting over and over and expecting different results. Now, those that are all for dieting will say, no, you keep trying a different diet, but it's still dieting. What is dieting? Except for the fact that diet has the word die in it. Let's put that aside. Dieting, it's still a regimen. It's a program that is regulated by regulations and rules. Whether the program deems itself non-restrictive, non-prohibitive, it is still a diet. It is still a program you must abide by. You must follow a set of rules. Often you must follow certain steps and if you fail on one, you need to go back to the previous, which is deemed a regression. That is restrictive no matter what. 
So whether you're trying a diet from this guru or from that doctor, at the end of the day, you're spending a lot of your life dieting and dieting and expecting different results. You may get some results, but usually they are only temporary results. They're for a short amount of time only, for a limited time only. Well, let me tell you, a limited time only is for great bargains and sales. And there's no such thing as bargains and sales when it comes to your health. Your health is full price. Does that make sense? Listening to your gut may actually be the key to your mental health and your cure for anxiety, depression, lack of sleep, and of course, ultimately to weight loss. You know that about weight loss, but we've never actually spoken about anxiety, depression, brain fog. These are all realities of your life, and often you overlook them or you agree to deal with them if in return you get a skinny body. Well, let me tell you, that is not the type of skinny body that you want. I've been referring to some skinny bodies, real thin bodies, as unhappy bodies or overly inflated bodies that look like they're enduring hormonal imbalances or obesity as unhappy bodies. But lately, I've been referring to both those kinds of those kind of bodies as unhappy bodies. To me, that is a sign of an unhealthy gut. And most of the time, whether the person is enduring the cost of being so skinny um, by dealing with depression, anger, anxiety, being tired, lacking sleep, or the person dealing with weight gain, stubborn weight gain, and hard to lose weight, or obesity, or simply feeling like you're not yourself, and dealing with also the drawbacks of this condition, whether lack of sleep, feeling extremely tired, not feeling a lot of energy, and feeling a little bit um, lethargic. Both these individuals have unhappy looking bodies. The real thin person, when you look at her, you know this person's not healthy. You may crave her skinniness because it looks great in skinny jeans or does it, but you certainly don't crave her ugly face that looks so tired and worn out from not eating much or from restricting herself from eating certain things. So she may be eating a lot of the diet food she's allowed to eat, even though some of those foods are real foods or real vegetables or even fiber or even protein. But somewhere there's a restriction there. And the same goes for the person that's battling weight gain, especially if it's hormonal weight gain. This person looks like she has an unhappy gut because she's pretty much now spending her time satisfying hormonal cravings and having an intake, an unhealthy intake of sugars and carbs that are disrupting her sleep, that are disrupting her energy, her brain clarity. So either way, these two kinds of unhappy looking bodies are a sign of 
not a healthy gut, of an unhealthy gut. So how does the gut-brain axis affect your mental health? And how does, in return, your mental health boomerang back on your cortisol levels and causes you to either gain the weight back after you've become super skinny from your diet or have stubborn midsection fat storage that you've been unable to lose, whether you're one of these people or the other. Does that make sense? So I want you to get familiar with the word, the expression gut-brain axis. The gut-brain axis is the conduit from the gut to the brain and the the brain to the gut and how it's correlated. I'll tell you how I figured this out. I'm not a doctor. I am a fitness professional. I am a body strategist. So my job is to find strategies to push the right buttons in your body and to trigger your body to give you the results that you so need and want. But in doing so, being healthy, of course. I've noticed this with my son, Dylan. If you've been listening to my podcast, you know that Dylan, who's now 19 and completely fine and going to law school in the UK, yes, humble brag, well, not so humble, um, was once diagnosed with um, being on the spectrum of autism. He's been cured since uh, through therapies, never medication, and part of his cure was a change in his diet. And at the time, Dylan's 19, so we're going back early 2000. His doctor that was treating him said, we need to change his diet. And mind you, I was about 23 years old when this happened. I could not understand how is this doctor telling me that my son's brain and cognitive functions were not working out we're not working normally, and that changing his diet was going to do something. It's, it's a very hard thing to understand when you're 23 years old uh, at the beginning of the year 2000. And it, it took a while for, for me to process that and to actually accept to do this because that meant taking gluten out in his case, kids with auditory processing disorders um, or or kids with uh, autism or Asperger's or being on the spectrum of autism have a certain aversion to gluten and to some other um, products like dairy products or uh, soy, um, they actually get get literally less functioning um, when they consume those products. So at the time, his doctor said to me, and, and if you go back to the episode um, with Dylan, um, he's on episode, I can't remember what number episode he's on, but he, he came on to speak about this and speak about his life and our lives. But we spoke about it. We spoke about the fact that we had to go gluten-free. And at the time, you know, I was 23 years old. Gluten-free was not a trend. You did not find gluten-free anything at the supermarket. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even called gluten-free at the time. It was just called wheat-free and some grain-free. So, you know, it, it was quite difficult for me to understand how food and digestion of food would affect my son and, you know, 
release him from brain fog if he didn't consume soya or if he didn't consume gluten or dairy. But the truth of the matter is, it was such a young age for me um, to accept this. So I started to accept it when I did not listen to the doctor at first. And said, the doctor's fucking out of his mind. What is he saying? I mean, my son needs, you know, brain brain gymnastics, brain therapy. He needs um, occupational therapy. He needs phys- physical therapy. But he fucking doesn't need to not be eating certain things. It's bad enough we're dealing with all this shit already. The fact that he's not being considered normal by society. The fact that he's acting awkward. The fact that I was worried on top of it. I'm going to tell him he can't have pizza or pasta. Are they fucking kidding me? Well, Dylan didn't do too well for the following month after the doctor said this to me. And then I said, you know what, I have to try. And so I started to... uh, find ways of feeding him alternatives to gluten at the time. That was very difficult because there was nothing, nothing on the market. So I had to get crafty. Um, And so as soon as I started removing gluten from his diet, as soon as I started removing dairy from his diet, as soon as I made sure that there was no soy content in any of the cookies and processed food that he would be eating, I saw a change. I saw a change. I saw that my son was paying more attention. His attention deficit, like his attention span, span became so much better. And that was miraculous. I was like, maybe it's a coincidence. You know, at that point, when you're so young and your child is diagnosed with something like that, you, you go into denial of a lot of things that the doctors are telling you. And part of that denial did me a lot of good because I refused a lot of the diagnosis that you know, I was um, given on Dylan and literally diagnosis that were telling me to give up on my son ever being normal or functioning normally as a highly functioning adult. Uh, But part of that was also experimenting by not listening to doctors where I should have listened. And, you know, the brain to gut access uh, thing is definitely something I was not open to yet. I was way too young and there was so little spoken about the gut back then. I mean, you know, we were talking about diets, yes, we were talking about Jenny Craig, we were talking about Slim Fast at the time, you never spoke about gut health really, my mom spoke a lot about fiber, each time your stomach, my stomach hurt, my grandmother who is from Morocco would make kefir for me and give me kefir, so at the time we didn't give it the name of probiotic, I just remember she gave me this very sour yogurt and made me stood there until I drank it all up and an hour later automatically my stomach pain would go away and uh, my digestion would get better but we you know we didn't call that stuff gut health and microbiome and uh, we didn't call any of that probiotic prebiotic my mother used to make this black bread which we call fiber today which is very similar to the Gigi crackers only more delicious Um, each time one of us would be constipated and like once a week she would be like yeah you know what I'm gonna make my black bread but we didn't give names like that I didn't know any of this so long story short to go back to Dylan I saw results from altering his uh, dietary habits but I didn't I thought it might be a coincidence so then I started to give him pizza and pasta again and then again he would regress in his um, attention span span uh, he would regress in his 
kind of like behavior become more absent looked like he was more foggy looked like he had a little bit more anxiety and was less of a happy boy and so the second time around I was like I'm not taking any more chances food is definitely affecting this kid food is definitely changing how this kid this kid's brain is reacting and so between the age of 23 and 24 years old I realized that brain function and gut function were correlated but it's only now that I'm deciding to really talk about it as much because I realize that it applies to all of us not just to children with learning disabilities not not just with children um, with auditory processing disorders or any kind of processing disorders um, it, it, it affects us too and the more I get messages from my wonderful tribe from my audience saying I feel this and that and I'm eating this and that the more I'm able to make the correlation and so between all the science that I've researched um, the science that I've been slapped in the face with, with my son's journey to becoming a normally highly functioning adult um, and listening to you guys, having an open ear and being inspired by your health journey and the fact that with an open mind you come and listen to what I have to say, I realize that we as wellness professionals, wellness experts have to stop telling you to do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And so that's what I'm here to tell you. This is where I'm talking insanity. We're driving ourselves crazy. It's like literally going around in circles, chasing one's tail to diet and to restrict the body when in fact, Fueling your gut, this is why I call the Inulin Gangster Chic Fuel. Fueling your gut may be very well the way to your, to your brain and the way to your happiness. So the gut-brain connection is one that you want to become aware of more than you've ever been aware of counting carbs, counting macros, getting on the scale and weighing yourselves. Research says that controlling the bacterial population of the gastrointestinal tract may help improve symptoms of mental disorders. Now, when I'm talking mental disorders, I'm talking brain fog, like my son had, attention deficit, anxiety, depression, overall unhappiness. This is huge. Because if you think about the fact that you get insulin resistance, which causes midsection fat, stubborn fat storage from high stress levels, this is all coming into one full circle. So what's the connection? The, the connection is the good and bad bacteria that populate the microbiome. Normally, there's supposed to be a balance in favor of beneficial bacteria that helps prevent overgrowth of the bad bacteria that can harm your health. But studies have shown 
that there's a potential harm associated with imbalance of the microbiome due to inflammation or lack of bacterial diversity, any of which may be associated with overgrowth of unhealthy bacteria. This is where I came up with bringing inulin out in the open because I it, I mean, you have to listen to episode 12 about inulin. I'm not going to stop pitching it. You guys know inulin does miracles for health. Yeah, the flat tummy was the original appeal. But you've, many of you have realized that you got your period back on track from it. You've got your premenopause or menopause symptoms in control. Um, you've been feeling less hungry and thus less anxious. So that being said, this all comes together when you realize that it's the bacterial imbalance in your gut that's causing issues in the first place and that inulin comes into play. So now without even coming on here to pitch my own products, this is how Simply Kefir came along and is coming along and is launching this week. Simply Kefir came out of a need it came out of a need from all of you. It was like, I got so many messages saying, great, inulin works, but I'm still having aversion to certain foods. I'm still feeling allergic to certain food. Or I have FODMAP, I cannot have inulin. Well, my question for these people was, why do you have FODMAP? Why do you have Candida? What is wrong with your gut? Very often, where inulin could not come into play for those people, the answer was you need a probiotic. And so what happens? Probiotic. Some professionals or diet gurus will tell you, yeah, kombucha, bullshit. The kombucha on the market is full of fucking shit. The alcohol levels of kombucha is very high. Um, it's literally reminding me of hutch. Hutch is the drink uh, the clandestine drink that the black mamas that I was in prison with would make to get wasted on. And that was, of course, you know, not allowed. It's what you call contraband. But that's what kombucha is. They mixed up a bunch of fruits and fermented until it became like a strong alcohol and you guys are going to buy this as a health benefit drink? Are you kidding me? You guys are drinking hooch, literally. There is no way. So then some specialists will tell you, well then have kimchi. Well, that's bad too. Or have miso, it's fermented. Well, that's fucking great for someone who's in estrogen dominance. Miso is soy. So what the fuck gives? I've been telling you to have kefir and fermented raw cheeses. But my audience, I realize, is in Canada, in America, so North America, a lot of you, and you're having a hard time getting your hands on fermented cheese and raw cheeses, and even kefir, or labne, laban, the Lebanese yogurt. Or if you were able to get your hands on that, well, Shit, you're lactose intolerant. And I would tell you, even if you're lactose intolerant, you can have fermented cheese because there's literally no lactose left in fermented cheese, unlike unfermented cheese. So 
then there's the vegan that comes into play and says, well, no, I still am not going to have lactose. So what do I do for a probiotic? Well, eat sauerkraut, bitch. Because everybody knows you can eat sauerkraut, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, barf. Sorry. I, it's just, it makes no sense that we have so little at our fingertips to feed our bacteria, our gut bacteria, and you need the probiotic. And I realized that as much as inulin has been amazing for all of you, the microbiome is probiotic and prebiotic. And this balance had to come into place. So with inulin now, we're balancing so much. And yet, there is still a lag somewhere for some of you. And so that's where I came up with Simply Kefir Grains which we call le champagne lacté. You heard well, it translates to champagne latte. The reason for that is because kefir originally when it's homemade, the way my grandmother used to make it for me when my stomach would hurt, is it comes up like a milk that's a little bit fizzy and that's where it's fermented. So it's a little bit fizzy, so they called it, leave it to the French to give it a fucking glamorous name, champagne lacté, champagne latte. However, the one I came up with is a kefir grain, a water kefir grain. So they're pure organic water kefir grains. And with, um, with vegetable milk, so you know, plant-based milk, you can make a lactose-free, pure probiotic kefir. So that's how this all came through. And this is what's launching this week. And I truly hope that it's going to be the game changer that it should be. As much for your weight loss as especially for your gut health. I even hope for it. And I've seen some success with some of my clients that have been uh, consuming kefir before I'm, I brought it on the market just now. Uh, I've seen success with clients. I've seen it even get rid of some food allergies for people because you have to realize you're not born with a food allergy. You're born with a completely balanced gut and throughout time and the way you've been treating your gut, even as a child, the food allergy comes along as your microbiome becomes unbalanced. So what the probiotic and prebiotic, so simply inulin, simply kefir would do it's kind of balance it out again and hopefully get rid of your food allergies and hopefully get rid of your resistance to weight loss regardless of all of your efforts to lose weight whether it's through exercise or through eating healthy and even going through diet restrictions some of you don't even get results for that from that and the reason for that is that you're not looking in the right place you need to be looking in your gut the same goes for being very tired, having brain fog, losing energy at times of the days where you're supposed to be very energetic, like in the morning. It's all in your gut. Having skin issues like hives and eczema. It's your gut. Midsection stubborn weight. It's your gut. So you're going to say, well, Ingrid, a few episodes back, you said it's cortisol levels. Well, guess what? The highest amount of stress you can put your cortisol levels through is digestive issues. And if you go back to those episodes, I say it and it comes full circle. Feeling depressed for no reason. Obviously, if you're, you know, 
a loved one passed away and you feel depressed, that's completely normal and that doesn't come from your gut. But if everything is kind of okay in your life and you're supposed to be happy and you feel anxiety and you're unhappy, often you will blame that on your hormones. But if you listen to some of my previous episodes, including hormone episode, I can't remember the number, but it's called hormones, you will know that part of that hormonal behavior, what you deem as being hormonal, comes from your gut. It's all connected. It's even been proven that mental health issues like bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and other psychological or neurological problems, including, of course, depression and anxiety, uh, may also be associated with alternation in the microbiome, so gut issues. There's researchers that even said that disruption to the normal healthful balance of, the, of bacteria in the microbiome can cause the immune system to overreact and contribute to inflammation in the GI tract, in turn leading to development of symptoms of diseases that, that occur not only throughout your body but also in your brain. So a lot of brain illnesses or issues or developmental delays are probably starting in your gut. So imagine if we can say that your body is affected by your mood. Let's say you're an emotional eater. You eat emotion emotionally. People say, oh, I cheated on my diet. I ate emotionally. And they thought it was their emotions. You're not eating really with your emotions. You're eating with the balance in your gut. Does that make sense? So what if instead of eating emotionally, you could actually affect your emotions with your gut? Reverse psychology. So what can you do to actually avoid these problems? Well, to maintain or restore the health of your microbiome and support good, good health, whether it's mental health or weight loss or preventing hormonal issues, it's maintaining a strong balance in favor of your good gut bacteria in your digestive tract. So the first step is, of course, to eat a well-balanced diet. Include foods with probiotic and prebiotic ingredients that support good gut bacteria health. Restoring balance to your gut before you go on a diet. Let's say you say, oh, um, I'm getting married in three months. What diet do you recommend, Ingrid? I get this all the time. I go, well, before you go on a diet, why don't you work on balancing your gut health? so that your diet can actually work. I'm not saying all diets are bad. Some of them have very good uh, foundations. The problem is that when dietitians, nutritionists, health gurus, diet gurus put you on those diets, they put you on the diets without asking you about your hormones, about your cycle. Do you have any weird skin issues? Do you have hair loss? Do you feel depressed? Do you feel brain fog? No, they just fucking put you on the diet. Buy my book and start my diet. Eat this and eat that. That's bullshit. 
So if you are one of those people that's never going to let go of dieting, if you're listening to this podcast, it means you're ready for something new because you've been doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. You're feeling insane by now. Well, welcome back sanity. Before you go back to dieting, maybe get your body to be responsive to your diet. See, I'm not telling you stop dieting altogether. So if you're one of those people that's not willing to stop dieting because diet's your life, and what's her face, super cool lady, is a dieter and a diet guru and you want to follow her, well, great. But let me put my imprint on you before you do. Why don't you balance your gut health first so that your body can be responsive to your dieting efforts? How's that for a change? So if you're not ready for a complete change in mentality and you're not ready to hang up the phone on Mrs. Diet, that fucking bitch, well, maybe meet me halfway with a subtle change. Say to yourself, let me balance my gut health with getting probiotic and prebiotic from real food. You can supplement with some inulin, but remember, Prebiotic inulin is fantastic because at the end of the day, when we get fiber from our veggies and our legumes, nowadays they are so treated and processed, we don't really know if we really get the 16 gram of fiber that we think we get from that amount of string beans or, or, or artichokes. That's where inulin comes in. It fills that gap of unknown, of real fiber intake that we think we're getting. And the same would go for a probiotic. It becomes very complicated nowadays to have a probiotic out of the food that's at our reach when it comes to fermented food. I mean, short of miso or kumbacha or um, some raw fermented cheeses. And in the States, even when they tell you they're raw and fermented, you still have to kind of worry about them. Well, that's where simply Kefir comes in, le champagne lacté, but try to get it from your real food too. And then combine with a little something, something like the Simply Gangster Chic products, just to give you that extra push, that extra sanity that you're actually balancing your gut. Um, so you need to know though, let's talk probiotics. You don't just have to relate on Simply Kefir. Like I always tell you about Simply Inulin, that is not the only source of fiber that you should rely on. You can get fiber from so many delicious food and God knows you see me cooking so many of them. Um, you can get a probiotic from some plain yogurts like cottage cheese. Make sure you try and get one that is from a farmer's market because the ones they sell you in the supermarket are certainly not probiotic if you're in the United States. Fresh sauerkraut. Now, if you do not have estrogen dominance and you might want to listen to episode hormones, yes, like a whore, to uh, define whether you do or not, you can have kimchi and you can have miso. But if you do feel you have estrogen dominance and the telltale signs you can recognize from the episode I just referred to, 
then stay away. Apple cider vinegar, but now again, there's some good to vinegar, but there's some other inflammating, irritating aspects that I don't love. Now remember, probiotics effects are destroyed when you're cooking or processing or preserving at a high temperature. So you wanna make sure you get your probiotics raw. Harvard uh, Medical School actually um, published something saying that gut-brain connection is not a joke. Uh, gut-brain connection may contribute to your anxiety and digestion problems and vice versa. Your digestion problems may contribute to your anxiety and your anxiety may be causing your digestion problems. So this to say that digestion problems are often the cause for weight gain or issues losing weight regardless of how much effort you put into losing weight. So for those of you that are all about honoring your intentions when it comes to dieting, you are making this so much about the mind and so little about the body. Instead of saying, I am going to honor my intentions by ignoring my body calling for carbs, ask yourself, instead of torturing yourself, well, why is my body calling out for so many carb-rich food? You're making it all about intentions, journaling, honoring intentions, having cheat meals, you're forgetting the whole center of this, the whole heart of this. It all starts in your gut. And the way that you deal with it, with your brain, is causing you anxiety. That anxiety is what's making it worse. This is not a joke. I agree with Harvard Health Publishing Medical School. I definitely agree with them. So you can link anxiety to stomach problems and vice versa. Have you ever had a gut-wrenching experience? Do certain situations make you feel nauseous? Have you ever felt butterfly in your stomach butterflies in your stomach? We all use these expressions. Well, the gastrointestinal tract is sensitive to emotions. Anger, anxiety, sadness, excitement. All of these feelings can trigger symptoms in the gut. The brain has a direct effect on your stomach and your intestines, on your gut. I've often explained to you that this is why triggering the right sensors, signals from your leptin hormone, your satiation hormone to your brain can actually cause you to be satiated before you even eat. The very thought of eating can release the stomach juices before food gets there. So the connection goes both ways. A troubled gut can send signals to the brain and a troubled brain can send signals to the gut.
So a person's stomach or gut health issues can be the cause of anxiety and the product of anxiety, stress and depression can also be the cause for your gut health issues. So gut health can be responsible for your anxiety and anxiety can be responsible for your gut health issues. Does that make sense? I hope so. Think about it. Sometimes when you feel stressed, when something comes to your attention that upsets you, you feel nauseous. Some people will throw up at um, getting an information, bad news. Do you know why? That's because your brain and your gut are completely connected. That doesn't mean that uh, the gut health issues are imagined in your head. That's not what I'm saying. But it goes both ways. So you need to understand that if you have anxiety for no reason, if you feel restless for no reason, if you feel very tired even though you've been sleeping, or if you feel tired after eating, you bet that all of these feelings, all of these emotions you are feeling come from your gut. I will give you a few indication. If you've been feeling stiff in your muscles, especially your neck and your shoulders, if you have headaches, sleeping problems, tremors, recent loss of interest in sex, sorry, weight loss or weight gain that is unexplicable and restlessness. So those are the physical symptoms. If as far as your emotions, you procrastinate a lot, you grind teeth, you have a difficulty completing work assignments, so brain fog or having a hard time concentrating, you feel a change in the amount of alcohol and food you consume. Um, you've taken up something like smoking or you're smoking more than usual. If you're obsessed with exercise, all of a sudden it becomes almost like a drug. If you have increased desire to be with people or increased desire to withdraw from others. Um, if you're constantly thinking of stressful situations or dark thoughts. If you're crying a lot, if you're feeling an overwhelming sense of tension, of pressure, if you have trouble relaxing, if you have nervousness, a quick temper, depression, poor concentration, trouble remembering things, like you don't have your shit together and you don't know why, if you're, if you're often undecided, then you need to realize that this might be a gut-related issue. Now, let's talk about the symptoms 
that are causing your gut to be unhealthy and causing you all of these emotional and physical reactions. Do you have an upset stomach? So stomach disturbance like gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, heartburn. Now, make sure that you don't have gas and bloat from just starting in your lane because those are normal uh, symptoms that you would have the first few days. So if you're not dealing with that um, new stuff in your life or in your dietary intake rather, but you have stomach disturbance, um, that could be signs of an unhealthy gut. A balanced gut will have less difficulty processing food and eliminating waste. So an upset stomach, heartburn, diarrhea, constipation, that may be, you know, a sign of your gut not being balanced. A high sugar diet. So you're on a diet and a lot of the diets today recommend foods that are processed food. So, uh, for example, I stopped using it, the PB2 powder. It's a very processed food and they tell you, oh, it's, it's so low in carbs, but it's very processed. That's unhealthy. Um, foods that have stevia and trufia, all these processed food um, will decrease the amount of good gut bacteria, of good bacteria in your gut. So if you're on a diet and they're recommending that you have a lot of processed food and powders and protein powders and meal replacements and this and that powder or, you know, milks that are processed like plant-based milk and all of that shit that they recommend on a lot of diets, those are actually decreasing the amount of good bacteria in your gut and the imbalance it causes will cause increased sugar cravings. So that damages your gut even further. High amounts of refined sugars um, will also increase inflammation in the body. And inflammation in the body can cause hormonal inflammation and brain fog and anxiety, believe it or not. If you have an unintentional weight change, very often you'll say, well, I'm having something hormonal happening. I'm in premenopause, I'm menopause. I, you know, didn't get my period this month. But you need to get a little bit further on that. So think about why are you gaining or losing weight without making changes to your diet or exercise habits? That may be a sign of an unhealthy gut. An unbalanced gut can impair your body's ability to absorb nutrients, regulate your blood sugar, and store fat. So weight loss, for example, can be caused by your small intestine bacterial overgrowth, SIBO. A lot of people tell me they have SIBO. You need to remedy to that. Don't just say, I'm diagnosed with SIBO. I can't have this and that, S-I-B-O. No, you need to really go and find balance in, a, in your microbiome. So while weight gain may be caused by insulin resistance or the urge to overeat due to decreased nutrient absorptions, that's where diet comes in, a lot of your diets 
because of the processed food they're telling you to have. And they're telling you, this diet's great. You can have so much of whatever you want. That's fucking bullshit. Looking to quantity, to quantify on food intake while you're on a diet is probably what's going to cause your gut to be imbalanced. Constant fatigue and sleep disturbance and brain fogs. That's an unhealthy gut right there. Insomnia and poor sleep, chronic fatigue from it, that is an unhealthy gut. The majority of the body's serotonin, which is a hormone that affects your mood and sleep, is produced in the gut. So if you're having those issues, you can look at your gut health right away. Gut damage can impair your ability to sleep well. Some sleep disturbance have also been linked to a risk of fibromyalgia. I'll explain that another time. If you have skin irritations or uh, subcutaneous irritations, like you feel like the pimples are under your skin, that's usually an inflammation in the gut. Uh, and that's definitely caused by a poor diet or food allergies. You know, food allergies actually cause increase of leaking of certain proteins out into the body. So that turns into an irritation of the skin and causes conditions like eczema or hives. So if you have those things, instead of taking food out of your diet, there's a lot of people that say, well, I have hives, so I have candida, or I've got eczema, so I'm allergic to this and that. The fact that you are allergic to certain foods doesn't mean you're just allergic to certain food. It means that your microbiome is unhealthy, unbalanced. Your gut health is unbalanced. Don't just accept facts like having food allergies and intolerances. Wonder why you are intolerant. We were all brought into this world tolerant to everything. Having a food allergy in many cases, there are huge exceptions, like people that are allergic to nuts. But in many cases, means that your gut is not healthy and that you need to balance your microbiome. Prebiotic, probiotic, right there. Don't go buy probiotic, prebiotics right away. Google what food is a probiotic, what food is a prebiotic. And how much of it can I have every day? Then if you feel you can't have much of one or the other, supplement it with a pure one. Don't go get protein powders with whey in it because it has fiber. Don't go get probiotics with trillions and zillions of live whatever. That's bullshit. Food intolerances are the results of difficulty digesting certain foods. That's different than allergies. Allergies can be caused also by an immune system reaction to certain food. But the intolerances are caused by poor quality of bacteria in your gut. So very often when you're intolerant to certain things, it's because your gut is unhealthy, not just because you're intolerant. Um, having difficulty 
digesting some foods uh, comes with symptoms like getting bloated, gas, diarrhea, abdominal pain, nausea. There is a lot of evidence that certain food allergies are also related to gut health. I have had a client who started having inulin, and that was great, but she was still very allergic to certain food, including eggs, which is unnatural in a way to be allergic to eggs. And then we added kefir and labne to her diet. She started to have it daily, even though she really didn't like neither. She wasn't big on lactose, and so she was afraid of having them, even though I explained that fermented cheeses have technically no lactose. But within four weeks, she was able to start eating eggs again. That, to me, is the magic of gut health. So seven things that you can do for your gut health. Lower your stress levels. Eat slowly, I tell you this all the time. Look for daylight. Um, reduce the amount of stress that you feel in certain environments. So going to noisy places to eat. I always talk about that. Lower your cortisol levels. That will ease up your digestion. And then working on digesting your food the right way will lower your cortisol levels. You see how it's constantly connected and interconnected back and forth. Eat really slow. Chew your food. Eat your meals with people. That really helps promote a full digestion and absorption of nutrients. And it will reduce also your appetite. Once again, the mental aspect of eating for pleasure, with pleasure, is definitely going to send the right signals to your neurological sensors. And so even before you start eating a full meal, you will feel satisfied and satiated. Have your probiotic, prebiotic probiotics, of course, and realize that if you have some food intolerances that cause you nausea, rashes, fatigue, acid reflux, um, you should eliminate them until you can balance your gut with probiotic and prebiotic foods. And once you have, try it again. Stop dieting. Change your diet mind to a mind of loving your body from within. My mother always used to say, ne mélangeons pas les torchons et les serviettes. Let's not mix cleaning rags with embroidered napkins. That's exactly how I feel about the gangster chic French lifestyle that we live here and diet. Don't mix the two. And don't mix our foods either. You may have seen on your feeds and all over the place muffins taking over after we made our delicious tahini simply inulin brioches. But there's a huge distinction between the two. The diet food, whether they're muffins, whether they're pancakes, whether they're breads, 
are about substituting so you can eat more. Eating for a happy body in a fucking gangster chic way is about being satisfied with one simply chic, delicious brioche. Remember in French, less is always more. It's about loving. Loving is abundance. Restricting to, to gain abundance makes no sense. Change your mindset in that way. So, food that are good for your gut are going to be, foods that are good for your gut are going to be good for your brain. Brain fog, anxiety, depression, restlessness, lack of sleep, all can start from the gut. Eat high fiber foods, legumes, beans, peas, oats, Oatmeal is amazing. I hate when people tell you that oatmeal is not healthy. It's amazing. Bananas, berries, asparagus, leeks. Artichoke, obviously, inulin, our inulin, simply inulin is artichoke fruit. Um, that will definitely help. Garlic and onion, they have immune system enhancing properties. I cook with a lot of garlic, I cook with onion, I put red onion in my salad, the crunchy, you know, side of it helps you really rip the benefits of the immune system properties. Um, and it really is good for your brain, for your gut functions, and ultimately for your brain. Fermented food. So remember, you can have tempeh and miso if you are not in estrogen dominance, so we want to check that first. If you are in estrogen dominance, to stay away. Do not have kombucha unless you're making a sort of kombucha at home. The bottled kombucha are full of shit. They are like the hutch that inmates make in jail, that I've seen them make in jail. Ugh. But you have to realize that the quality of the probiotic fermented food that are sold, um, it really varies. So you want to be careful. You really want to be careful when it comes to probiotics. Fermented raw cheese. Go to the farmer's market and look for that. Um, okay, so collagen boosting foods are good for you. But be careful with those collagen peptides. They're full of shit. So instead... You could try boosting your own body's collagen production through food. There's a variety of food that will boost your collagen, like mushrooms, like good dairy, like certain meats. Instead of having collagen peptides or protein, vital protein, whatever, that is all bullshit. It's full of shit. And there's actually nothing that proves that your body absorbs um, collagen that way. You want to eat food that will boost your body's own collagen production. When people ask me, how do you get this skin? I tell them, I boost my collagen production from the food that I eat. Same goes for air growth. Eat, sleep, and be healthy so you can be happy. 
the human gut has turned out for me to be the center brain of the body. And I found this out when I was 23 years old and I've been experimenting with that ever since. First with my own child, then with myself, especially when I moved to Europe from the United States, I felt a huge difference. Um, and then with my clients. So a healthy gut, remember, will contribute to a strong immune system, brain health, definitely improve your mood. That's why I always tell you to not think of a diet mentality. This restrictive mind and mentality from diet makes you eat shit that does not concentrate at all on balancing your gut health, your microbiome. Diets never address your gut health in the first place. If you want a diet to work, if you want a dietary change that you're bestowing on your body to work, first you need the computer to be operational and you need all of the keys of the computer to be operational. Start from the gut. The body's beauty comes from within. Follow your gut. You always talk about eating emotionally. I agree that eating can bring on emotions. I agree that eating can be an emotion. Let it be an emotion of love. Fuck diet. The gut-brain axis is how to rethink having a happy body. And by happy, I mean healthy, kind of skinny looking. We, of we really often agree that gut and neurological cause to effect does happen, right? I ate emotionally because I was upset. I had a long day. My children drove me crazy, so I binged. Why not use reverse psychology and stop insanity? Why not think of a happy gut, a happy brain, and a happy looking body? Now you know what I mean by happy. If a bitch is skinny enough that all you want to do is treat her to a sandwich, she does not have a happy body. If someone is looking pudgy, you look at them, you go, they could look so good if they just exercise or diet a little more. But maybe they do. Maybe they just don't have a happy body. And that means a happy, balanced gut. That's the whole point here. There's a reason that some skinny women are called skinny bitches. That's because they're so fucking moody because of all the restrictions that they've been putting their body through. Very often, some very skinny women are fucking assholes. You know why? It's because they don't fucking eat. Some people say that's because they don't get laid. I personally think that's because they don't eat. And often it's because they eat processed diet food that makes their gut so unhappy and it affects their brain functions. That makes sense. That's why they call them skinny bitches. You have to realize that a lot of the diet-friendly foods are processed food and they abuse the gut. 
So technically to get skinny when you go on these diets, you're abusing your gut health. And so you're abusing your mental health. I hope that this episode helps you realize that more real food means less hunger. And using reverse psychology to stay the fuck away from the diet mind. It's not about how many diet muffins you can eat, but rather, remember, how satisfied and happy you can be with one, one, just one gangster chic, simply real food brioche. It's really not even about making your mind believe that you don't want more food. It's about truly having a a gut so balanced that it sends the right signals, fucking gangster chic signals to your brain. That one was more than enough. When the gut is healthy and your microbiome is balanced, your body doesn't crave anything that's not good for it. And when your body doesn't crave anything that's not good for it, your body looks as it should. We are all born to look thin and have an appealing physical silhouette. The way our bodies go is not DNA. It's gut health. So don't ever mix your emotions about eating. If you look at eating as an emotion, let it be love towards yourself. Don't ever mix loving your body from within with diet. How about trying this new mindset and finally get the different result? I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to work out with me, and you can do so through the virtual platform, you have unlimited access to some master sessions that are with me. And very soon, that will be the only way to work out with me. As of March 1st, I will no longer give private master sessions to clients. I will be replaced by an amazing master certified instructor who's also my future business partner in Monaco. So she's taking over. And that will be announced very soon. Um, but the only way to work out with me will be through uh, the virtual platform. So you can work out with me on the virtual platform. The monthly membership is currently $69.99. Now, someone asked me if we defer the payments. You need to know that when you start your virtual platform membership, the month starts on the day that you sign up. So even if you don't sign up on the first of the month, let's say you sign up on the 14th of February, your next payment will be March 14th. So you don't have to worry about losing part of your month because you've signed up mid-month. If you want to try the workout without paying anything at all, you know you can do the flash workouts um, and all you need is a towel. You can do that from the comfort of your home, in your hotel room, or even by the pool on your vacation. All you need is your iPhone and a towel. I will put the links to all of this on the show notes. Now you now know that Simply Inulin is getting its big little sister 
balanced microbiome, here it comes. Simply kefir, champagne latte, champagne latte um, is coming to the store, possibly on Monday or Tuesday, so in just three, four days. Um, and you will be able to get those in the shop. Simply Inulin is in the shop currently. The link will be in the show notes as well. Next week, I have a very special guest. I'm very excited to bring her on the podcast and I know you will be too, as you all probably already know her. Surprise, surprise. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please send me your feedback, questions, anything you'd like to share with me. You know I try to answer all of my messages. If you want to get cooking in the kitchen with a touch of French cuisine and some Moroccan flavors, you can get my Simply the Best ebook. It comes with my Simply the Best Spice Ras Hanout 30 Pungent Spices blend um, that comes from my family. It's a family secret. And each time I cook with it, it propels me back into my grandmother's kitchen. So it gives me so much joy to see all of your creations with simply the best spice. Um, it just feels like it's honoring so much of my family legacy and cooking. And that's awesome. I love seeing all of your brioche and simply inulin bagels um, collab recipe uh, put together with my sexy veggies and myself. Uh, I love seeing those. Keep sending them. I'll keep posting them with pride. And I have a lot more coming for you. I have a Valentine's Day uh, recipe collab coming up with the Food Effect doctor. Dr. Michelle Brody was on episode 6. She's a real medical doctor and also a registered nutritionist. And we have an amazing high-fiber Valentine's Day recipe for you coming up on Valentine's Day. On this note, I wish you a very happy weekend, wherever you are. Bisous, bisous from Monaco.